This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the most must-see and must-listen-to soccer podcast in the history of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, and you all know who I am, so there's no need for me to introduce myself. You all know what I do, you all know what I'm about. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It appears to be official. Mason Mount is no longer with Chelsea and is heading up north to the great city of Manchester and is joining Manchester United. You know, from what I understand is that according to none other than Fabrizio Romano, Manchester United was never out of the race as far as Mason Mount goes. Because several of the propositions of the amount of money that was offered to Chelsea, it was all rejected. And quite quite frankly, I, I figured with Chelsea rejecting every single offer left and right, Manchester United would basically be saying, well, to hell with this, we've made more than one reasonable offer. If Chelsea doesn't want to do business, then we're going to go ahead and move on to somebody else. But it appears that they have finally come to terms on an agreement. So this is basically the very first signing this summer for Eric Ten Hag. The whole Mason Mount situation, again, had been happening for a while. And the fact of the matter is, when I first saw that Mason Mount was linked with a move to Manchester United, I kind of basically shook my head a little bit. Because I wasn't really sure exactly. You know, first of all, I was surprised that this was even happening because I never would have anticipated such a move. But, again, as I was notified this morning at work, I saw this through ESPN, Goal.com, Fox Soccer, you name it. But, as usual, I said to myself this. If Fabrizio Romano has not confirmed it, then I am not buying it. So what do I do, ladies and gentlemen? I check Fabrizio Romano's Twitter, and of course, he announces that it's official so in his own little words, it's done. Here we go. You gotta love the way Fabrizio Romano makes the confirmations on his Twitter. Or how he makes his confirmations on social media, period. His words, here we go, my goodness, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. So in his tweet, he does acknowledge the fact that the personal terms had been agreed a number of weeks ago. And that both clubs, Chelsea and Manchester United, had basically made things clear that the agreement has been done. And again, as I mentioned, he also confirms the fact that Manchester United had never left the race. Because again, it was heavily anticipated because the proposals have been rejected and that Manchester United was basically through with it. Apparently, that wasn't the case. So, and we got to understand, I mean, for teams to negotiate, for a team that wants a player so bad... Of course, one team is going to make it difficult for the other team to acquire the services of that player. But of course, when it's Chelsea and Manchester United negotiating a deal, well, of course Chelsea's not going to make it easy on them, right? (laughs) 
I mean, if Man- if Chelsea wanted a player that Manchester United has so bad, is Manchester United going to make it easy on them? Well, some would say if it's Harry Maguire, then no. I'm pretty sure Manchester United would love to uh, sell Harry Maguire to whomever uh, as quickly as possible and for whatever. But then again, Manchester United paid a lot of money for Harry Maguire, so they would have to make sure that they get a good deal out of it. But, uh, well, good luck with that. Anyway. So, uh, the fact of the matter is, okay, according to the notes, okay, the bids at first were 40 million, okay, and then went up to 50 million, and then 55. So, Manchester United had three bids, three bids for Mason Mount, and they were all re- rejected, okay? Now, you, you look at the, the, the details of this particular move. Now, from from what I understand, it's a total of a total of sixty million British pounds. The initial fee is fifty five million, but it includes a five million dollar add on or a bonus, as we like to say. Now, in American dollars, the initial is a total of sixty nine point four million. Of course, the five million British pound bonus in American dollars is six point three million. So, and this is interesting because ESPN says that, according to sources, the bonus is due to the fact that Chelsea was, quote, strongly dependent on this particular thing. So, now, the 24-year-old Mason Mount, who had been with Chelsea for uh, quite a while, okay, he was actually entering the final year of his contract. And if he had stayed at Samford Bridge this particular season, he could have had the opportunity to leave the club for free, but I guess that Manchester United basically decided that they wanted the, they wanted the opportunity to get this guy before any other clubs made it an attempt. Now, as far as Chelsea goes, I mean they just saw the money to make so to make a profit out of it. So, and with and you know, and speaking of Chelsea, I mean Chelsea, the whole thing with Chelsea, I mean it, it's just been straight out of straight out of Stamford Bridge. You know, you got N'Golo Conte left. I mean. Eduardo Mendy, I believe, you know, was one of the guys who also recently left. I mean, uh, you know, of course, right now, the whole thing uh, with Christian Pulisic, you know, man. So, <laughs> yeah, but for Chelsea, of course, you know, recently, uh, Mauricio Pochettino, you know, uh, accepted the position to become the club's next manager. We'll see how, how that goes. So, now, according to this, Chelsea originally demanded a total of $70 million for the English midfielder. And then again, of course, it brings up the fact that Manchester United made all those bids, you know, the $40 million, and then went up to $50 million, and then 55 which of course was rejected. So now I'm really, I'm honestly asking myself how, like, they were originally able, I think maybe the $5 million bonus, you know, might, might have been enough. Or maybe Chelsea decided, you know what, we got to make some money, and, and while this is not this is not exactly what we want, it's only ten dollars less. But then you add the five million dollar bonus. Well, it's it's a twenty, I, I should say. But then you add the five million. So basically, you know, and it mentions the two clubs have reached a compromise. So I guess so. I guess Chelsea and Manchester United just, just decided. You know, well, I, I'm gonna imagine Chelsea decided. Okay, you know what? Let's do business. Let's just get. The, let's do this. So. Yeah, so basically, you could tell that if Chelsea had no choice but to compromise, I mean, you know what, honestly, you know, they tried their best, I mean, and I get why they demanded a little bit more, you know, Chelsea's just going through some very, very difficult times, so, 
Yeah, so, so, so Chelsea needs to make a profit at any means necessary. So, so the fact that Mason Mount is now Eric Ten Hag's first signing of the summer, you know, everybody's saying that, you know, I've, I've spoken to several Manchester United fans that I know. And both of them, including Mr. Josh McSwain, so that's a total of three. So we're all hoping next, I mean, including me, that the Inter Milan goalkeeper is going to be the next signing. And it, it would be great because, you know, this particular guy, um, I always forget the, the name off the top of my head, Onana, I believe. Um, uh, and, uh, Andre Onana, who, who, the, the Cameroon who, who plays um, for, um, for Milan, Inter Milan, the goalkeeper. He actually played uh, for Eric Ten Hag, I believe, uh, at Ajax. He actually signed for Ajax in 2015 and made a total of 214 appearances. And he actually left Ajax in July of last year to play for Inter Milan. So, so Andre Onana is actually somebody that Eric Ten Hag is very familiar with. So I think for Andre Onana to go to uh, to go to, um, to Old Trafford, you know, because from what we understand. David De Gea, if he hasn't left already, he's certainly on his way out. So I think Andre Onana would actually be a huge fit. Now, as I spoke to my good buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain. Now, much like me, he's not entirely in favor of this. I mean, I know I'm not. And, and I'd like to be a little bit more optimistic. You know, it comes to me like Josh and I... We basically see this particular thing in a very similar fashion, all right? Because to be honest with you, he, usually it's Josh, you know, letting me know, you know, what, what goes on. But this particular time, I mean, I, I would imagine part of me says Josh already knew about it. Josh didn't have the chance to text me to tell me about the about the Mason Mount uh, confirmation. But when I when it let it happen, you know, he he mentions the the amount of money that was paid, and you know, in his view, it's uh, it, it seems a little bit too steep, but. And then I asked him that if he felt that he felt that Manchester United overpaid because I kind of feel like it's a little bit overpaid, but you know, but in Josh's in Josh's uh, words, okay, it, it goes like this, and I quote: "Mount isn't bad, but he isn't a game changer." Unquote. I kind of feel like that's definitely true. Now, some would say it's definitely a little bit exaggerating. I mean, I mean, look. The fact of the matter is, as long as the Glazers are in charge, it's hard for me to be. It's hard to be excited about anything about Manchester United's, United's future, okay? Because even though I'm the fan that just loves the game but doesn't necessarily have a particular club, clearly my heart is still close with Manchester United. I mean, I'm still, I guess, in other words, I'm still somewhat of a, support, a strong supporter of Man U, you know, in my heart, along with Real Madrid. But the point is, you know, as long as the Glazers are around, you know, it's, it's very much impossible to be optimistic or excited about anything as far as the future of the, of the club goes. So... Um, so furthermore, you know, Josh did actually provide a, a little bit more of an elaboration as I look at it, and he says, and I quote, what I've seen, he doesn't seem to be an impact player, he's better than Fred and McSauce though, which isn't saying much, unquote. Um, and then of course, me, my response is, is this could very well be a, another huge waste of money by the Glazers, but Josh responds saying that he hopes that's not the case, but he does stress the fact that he's not too optimistic. But he also closes out by saying he was hoping that Madison from Leicester City could have gone. But from what we understand, I believe, if I'm correct, Madison from Leicester City is actually now with, um, with Tottenham. And we're talking about James Madison, uh, the attacking midfielder. Yeah, he's now with Tottenham, so... 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Madison certainly would have been a good fit, but um, from what I understand, I don't think Madison was actually linked to the move to Manchester United. So that tells me that Manchester United was not interested in signing the guy, so... Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, the whole thing with Mason Mount, look, as much as I'm not in favor of it, I'm trying to be as forthcoming as far as my optimism goes. I'm just in a situation to where I'm just going to sit back and wait and see how things go because, you know, how many times over the years have, have Manchester United made a signing to where all I do is just express my... I don't like it, you know, this is stupid and whatnot, so, I don't know, but I did talk to a couple of other guys who also listen to the show, I'm going to start off with, with my buddy, Mr. Rod Angelis, he basically des describes the, this signing saying, and I quote, well, he's definitely younger legs than Erickson, that's for sure, will be quicker with the ball, Erickson pa Erickson's pace killed uh, United during the uh, FA Cup final. Couldn't go forward, unquote. So, basically, Rod's point is, I mean, at least there's a younger guy in the midfield that provides a little bit of depth. Now, we certainly, as, as far as depth goes, we certainly need to add some depth in the, de in the defense, but also the midfield as well because of all the injuries. And he's right about Erickson, that's for sure. So, and Rod actually kind of finishes off by saying that He's basically in a wait-and-see situation, much like me. And he wants to basically see how things uh, between him and Bruno Fernandes work out. I mean, Erickson is great. As you mentioned, Erickson, you know, the IQ is great with the ball passing. But it's just the legs and the speed of Erickson is just not quite what he used to be. You know, considering that Erickson's, you know, starting to get a little bit older now. So, so you know, that's definitely a, a good point by Mr. Angelus. So, um... So I think the Mason Mount thing, it's basically right now, it's obviously a hit or miss, but in most cases, that, that's usually the case. So, But now I'll move on to uh, my other uh, another listener, Mr. Uh, Matt Green. So um, so I messaged him asking him for his thoughts, and he responds by saying that it's not his priority target, but he does see this as an upgrade for the midfield. Um, that's pretty much all he said, and now he's kind of hoping for some more signings, and you know, much like... Rod, he mentions, uh, Mr. Matt Green mentions, uh, Andre Onana, so. So really, uh, this is kind of what I basically figured, you know, what would, what would be the, the reactions. Um, it's, you know, the young Mason Mount, again, it, it kind of adds something, but as far as, uh, well, again, it's really hard to kind of basically be convinced on, on what can possibly improve out of, out of the whole situation. You know, we mentioned how, you know, every, everybody leaving, you know, if I also remember correctly, you know, I think uh, Kai, uh, Kai Havertz actually recently also left Chelsea, you know, and Kai Havertz is now with Arsenal, so. Yeah, so basically, yeah, everybody is leaving Chelsea. That's why I call the the situation, you know, straight out of Stamford Bridge. Stamford Bridge, so. Man. But, you know, for them to lose both Mason Mount and Kai Havertz, you know, sometimes I feel like those guys are just trying to make the move, you know, for their, for their career, so. But, at 20, for 24 years old, you know, uh, I think it's time, you know, for, for Mason Mount to kind of move, you know, do a different spot. Now, even though, you know, as Josh, going back to what he's saying, you know, I did speak this to a Manchester United fan that, that, go, that, free, that is a frequent uh, at my job, you know, who frequently visits, um, 
he basically did he did, he basically said the same thing that Mason Mount right now is certainly not regarded as an impact player. But I mean, my talk about optimism. That guy seemed to have optimism because he feels that this is the chance for Mason Mount to possibly prove himself that he could be an impact player moving forward. And if we see how things how things work out with him alongside Anthony, Christian Eriksen, Bruno Fernandez, you know this is definitely this could very well be the opportunity for Mason Mount to take his career to the next level. And of course, he's playing under Eric Ten Hag. But again, you know one of the biggest things that killed Manchester United last season was the injuries and of course the lack of depth. So and of course right now, from what I understand, you know as far as um. The club goes, you know, there's still some some things to address as far as the striker position goes. Um, but right now, you know, honestly, you look at, you know, there's Marcus Rashford and Alejandro Garnacho. I mean, the health of those guys is, is you know, still a major cause for concern. Um, as far as Anthony Martial goes, I mean, I, I, I think everybody's kind of basically done with that, honestly. Right now, as far as Anthony Martial goes... I'm not even sure if what the team has in store for what, what plans. Excuse me. I'm not sure what the club, you know, as far as the play, the club's plans uh, for Anthony Martial goes. I'm not sure what the future has in store for him. But yeah, I still kind of believe that the, the striker position needs to be addressed in a certain way. But at the same time, what worries me is that this could cause problems for the likes of uh, Rashford and and Garnacho because Marcus Rashford is coming off a hell of a season. And we need this to continue by any means necessary. I mean, we need Rashford to keep it up. So, so the way I see it, I mean, again, the whole Mason Mount situation, again, it's a hit or miss. Now, we look at everything from Mason Mount goes, you know, he's, he had been with Chelsea since 2017, although he had been loaned twice. I think it was basically around 2019 when he had signed that uh, five-year contract with, with Chelsea. I mean, this was the contract that was set to expire, you know, next year, so... You can't really exactly, I mean, things weren't simply the best, you know, things there, but you, you, we can't really say that he didn't accomplish anything. I mean, he did win the Champions League, you know, in 2021 when Chelsea pulled off that miracle in the tournament and upset Manchester City in the final. Won the Super Cup in 2021 along with the FIFA Club World Cup as well. You know, a three-time FA Cup runner-up and, and a one-time EFL Cup runner-up as well, so... So, looking at it right now and, and seeing um, all the goals he scored, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, well, this last season, in a total of 35 appearances, he only scored three goals, so I I understand that, but based on how things went last year, you know, he made 35 appearances and scored three and three times, and of course, the previous times in the 2020-21 season, he had a total of 54 appearances and scored nine goals, and then 2021 and tw the 22 season, he had 53 appearances and 13 goals, so... I mean, the, the, the guy's a midfielder, so, so we can't expect him to score, you know, every, every single game. So, but I kind of do see this as a potential, possible boost to the midfield. And again, going back to the point what my friend said about Erickson, Mr. Rod Angelus, about the legs. So, yeah, this is certainly a, a, a fresh set of new legs as far as speed goes and as far as dribbling and everything goes. So, but again, the way I see it, <coughs> excuse me. The Mason Mount addition is a hit or miss, but, you know, the fact that, you know, Manchester United has to be careful about spending that money because, again, you know, all, all that money spent over the years, I mean, the Jaden the Sancho thing, I mean, that certainly has not worked out very, very well at all. So, it kind of seems that every single time, you know, Manchester United spends money, 
it's very understandable why people are just ref are just unoptimistic about it because again, all that money spent for over the years and what have we gone for? I mean, remember the Alexi Sanchez investment? <laughs> that was horrible. All the money spent on Harry Maguire, you know, Jaden Sancho. I mean, we're n we we haven't really been getting results. But you know, right now the the biggest concern is the Glazers have got to go. God damn it, the Glazers have got to go. Enough is enough. The Glazers have to go and a lot of people are saying that as long as the Glazers are around it it's going to affect the, the the club's chances at making signings you know but then again you know all that money being spent you know it doesn't really make things any better and it does worry me that the whole the whole stress and the, and the drama involving the sale and everything it's, it's going to affect the club you know the, the club going to the season but but I'm sure the players and everybody are just focusing on what they need to do they're not focusing what the on what the ownership is, you know, in, involved in right now. So at least they're focusing on the right thing. So, so last thing I want to say. So Mount, of course, leaves Chelsea with a total of 195 appearances. Okay, and of course, you know, the, the biggest accomplishment is him winning the Champions League when Thomas Tuchel was in charge, and that glory lasted. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, but uh, things it, it didn't take long for things to go downhill. So. So for right now, uh, what we know is that the personal terms have been agreed. Mason Mount is set to undergo the medical tests next week, and he's expected to be part of the preseason uh, tour when Manchester United will actually have a preseason tour here in the United States, which actually is going to start on the 20th of next month in New York. So, as far as I know, um, he could very well make his debut for the club in, in one of the uh, summer-friendly exhibition matches. But for the fact that he, if he's going to be here, uh, if he's going to be part of the uh, preseason tour here in the, in the United States, that's certainly going to be a, a good start. So, um, so and the reason why the medical tests are actually going to be next week is because according to this source right here, Mason Mount is currently on vacation or on holiday, as they, they like to say on, in some countries. Yeah, here in the USA, we'll, we, we will say holiday. Sometimes we'll say vacation or whatever. So, but Mason Mount... For now, it's good to see that you know he's enjoying his vacation and he's going to come back and he's going to conduct business, you know, as usual. So, medical tests are next week, and uh, we'll see how things go forward. So, but it's good to see that the deal appears to be official. So, Manchester United has basically made a move that could be very well respectful. But right now, I'm on a wait and see situation, along with my good buddy, Mr. Rod Angeles, and along with my other good buddies, Mr. Josh McSwain, along with Mr. Matt Green. And guys, thank you all very much for being loyal to the show for so long. Loyalty means a lot, and along with everybody else. So that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to remind you that Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure to hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you will not be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. And once again, thank you very, very much to everybody that listens to this show, especially to all the three buddies that I mentioned on this show, Mr. Josh McSwain, Mr. Rod Angeles, and Mr. Matt Green. You guys specifically have been a huge part for this show. I need you guys back on very, very well soon. And for those of you listening out there, if you want to be on my show, check out IntoTheNetFC.com where you can find my contact information. Just email me and I will be sure to make it happen that you be on this show. I would love to have you on. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much. 
But one more thing, if you know somebody that loves soccer and they're looking for a very good soccer podcast, then Into the Net FC is the show for them. If you love soccer, any soccer fanatic out there that is looking for a good soccer show, then I promise you, Into the Net FC is the show for you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is more than a promise. That is a guarantee. Thank you very, very much, and God bless. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.